Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Well, I got a couple things I want to talk to you guys about today. Just two headlines today. So we've got FDA approves gene edited pigs for human consumption. Yes, folks, you heard that right. Would you like me to repeat that? I know you probably don't, but I'm going to. FDA approves gene edited pigs for human consumption. Folks, this was posted on the 9th of May, and you can find it at technocracy.news. Technocracy.news. We're going to talk about that article today. And one other article that I wanted to cover today. This is also from technocracy.news. Uh, it is AI here, AI there. AI everywhere. We're going to talk about that. And this is by Aiden Tate via the Organic Prepper. Yes, folks, you might want to jump on over to Organic Prepper and uh, learn some good stuff. We all need to be sticking together. So whenever I learn something new, I'm going to pass it on down to you. Okay. And I sure would appreciate it if you guys learned of something to, uh, you know, forward it on to me. And that way we can all share in uh, the knowledge. Okay. So if you guys haven't visited technocracy.news, that is Patrick M. Wood. Patrick M. Wood um, is the editor there. Uh, he's got some great books. One of his latest books is The Evil Twins of Technocracy and Transhumanism. So a lot of stuff going on. And you know, there's more headlines in the news. Um, what the beep is that photographer captures a, quote, UFO flying at uh, the coronation. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm, oh, King Charles, as he calls himself. K. Charles, as I like to refer to him. Anyway, uh, so lots of crazy stuff going on. And that's not very surprising. Uh, demons here, demons there, demons everywhere. There we go. So let's jump into this article. The FDA approves the gene editing pigs. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, boy, boy. You want that hot dog now, don't you? Mm, 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 mm. Lab-grown meat, my favorite. Mm, okay, so uh, this article, and Squirt is not having, and he doesn't want those hot dogs. He said, no, dog mom, no. He doesn't want the hot dogs that are gene edited. I don't blame you, Squirty. I don't. I don't. Anyway, this is May the 9th. So uh, from the editor, which is Patrick Wood, he says, the goal of the technocrat transhuman cartel is to edit the DNA of all living species. WSU is leading the genetic modification rush to introduce GMO meat for human consumption. This article is full of misleading statements such as gene editing is a modern cutting edge technology that works only within a species DNA and can make changes that could come about naturally or through traditional breeding practices folks that is false but they're going to tell you that it's uh it's not they're going to tell you that 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 could happen which you can't but you know we got that out in the open before we start so now uh, you know the truth so let's continue with this article so a uh, sausage at washington state university has made history wsu received u.s food and drug administration authorization to have gene edited pigs enter the food chain for human consumption in this case as tasty german style sausages so Quote, it's important for a university to set the precedent by working with federal regulators to get these animals introduced into the food supply, said Joan Oatley, a professor in the School of Molecular Biosciences and WSU's College of Veterinary Medicine. If we don't go through that process, 
all of the research we're doing is for naught because it will never make it out into the public, unquote. Oatly uses the gene editing tool CRISPR to improve genetic traits in livestock and is working towards an FDA approval for a line of gene-edited pigs. He undertook the investigational food use authorization process for five gene-edited pigs to demonstrate that food made from the animals is safe to eat and that it is possible for an academic institution to achieve this type of FDA authorization. Gene editing can make changes in an organism's DNA that could occur in natural or through selective breeding, but would take much longer without a tool like CRISPR. Folks, that's false. That is false. Just pointing that out. But anyway, the FDA authorization is investigational and limited to these particular pigs, but shows that gene editing livestock to quickly produce desirable traits for improved food production is a viable strategy for helping feed the planet's growing population. The two-year-old pigs were processed at the WSU Meat Lab, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture inspected the meat, as it does with all meat products. Working with the Meat Lab, meat scientist Blake Foraker made some of the pork into sausages, which will be used in catering services that raise travel funds for the student members of the WSU Meat Judging Team. Folks, this just sounds so... I don't know, disgusting, that just, I love sausage, let me tell you, our farm um, is in between Hart and Nazareth, and the folks there at Nazareth make some very, very, very good German sausage, okay, I love sausage, I love me some bacon, and I love pork chops, okay, I'm not totally, I am not against eating, I'm not against eating hog, okay, but what I am against is this a travesty, Folks, this is uh, this is anti-God. You're messing with something you shouldn't be messing with. But anyway, eh, the article continues. The pigs were originally gene-edited in a way that would enable researchers to use them to sire offspring with traits from another male pig, known as surrogate sires. This technology first uh, gene-edits male animals to be sterile by knocking out a gene called the Nano-S2 that is specific to male fertility. These animals can then be implanted with another male's stem cells that create sperm with that male's desired traits to be passed on to the next generation. Essentially, a high-tech form of selective breeding surrogate sire technology can greatly expand dissemination of valuable genetics in livestock. It has the potential to not just improve meat quality, but the health and resilience of livestock in the face of changing environmental conditions, a critical goal for increasing protein sources in developing nations. Mmm, mmm, folks, doesn't that just sound delish? Let me tell you something. Wouldn't it um, Elon Musk that said with the right CRISPR technology, they could make somebody into a butterfly? Folks, they can do whatever they want to with this technology. It's wicked. It's wicked. If you trust them, which I know if you're listening to me, you don't. But I'm just going to tell you, do not. Do not stay away. And then the thing is, they're going to put this into the, who knows if it's not already in our food supply. You know, who knows if, you know, cattle producers right now are not using this kind of technology. You know, CRISPR is not confined uh, to labs with the universities, but anybody can use this technology if they have a lab. I mean, it's all over the, it's all over the internet. It's everywhere. And so the thing is, it's not confined. It's not, I mean, there's no oversight. So I don't want to say there's no governmental oversight. There's no supervision. Uh, it's just free for all, folks. Nations all over the world, are, it, it, there's just an evil free for all. We see 
that we have returned. We're not returning. We have returned to the days of Noah. Anyway, so uh, the article continues. Uh, you know, the surrogate sire progeny, uh, which are themselves not gene edited, have not yet been reviewed by the FDA for possible inclusion in the food chain. Securing the investigational approval for these five pigs required clearing a number of hurdles. The FDA waives some fees for nonprofits like universities, but by the time the process was completed, Oatley's team had spent two years and roughly $200,000 collecting data uh, for this authorization. Quote, the original intent in making these animals was to try to improve the way that we feed people. Oh, I'm sure that's what that's all about, he said. <laughs> and we can't do that unless we can work with the FDA system to get these animals actually into the food chain, unquote. Only one other organization, a company by the name of Acelegion, has, uh, has had a gene-edited animal receive the FDA okay to enter the food supply. Listen to this, folks. Brace yourselves. In 2020, the FDA made a low-risk determination for products made from slick-haired cattle who are gene-edited to have coats that increase the animal's resilience to higher temperatures. Other companies have had genetically modified animals approved by the FDA, but the approach was transgenic, which is a different technology involving inserting DNA from outside species into the genome of an organism. Gene editing is a modern, cutting-edge technology that works only within a species' DNA and can make changes that could come about naturally or through traditional breeding practices. Folks, that is false. That's a lie straight from the pit of hell trying to confuse you. Oh, can I say disinformation, misinformation, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that is total, complete garbage, my mother would say. Um, that's a lie. Um, if you go back and look at what they're doing with mice, they're growing human thumbs and organs on mice in pigs. And so folks, we already know right there, that's a lie, but they want you to believe that they want you to believe that deception. Just, you know, anyway, the public often holds many misconceptions about gene editing, Oakley said, uh, and hopes that the WSU example will help dispel misinformation and improve perceptions of this technology. Well, not when you lie. <laughs> Quote, there's a trust that comes with the university-based research, he said. At WSU, we're all about the science. We're all about, the, I bet they wear masks and double masks and triple masks, and I bet they all got vaxxed, too. <laughs> but they're all about the science. Anyway, uh, we just want to make sure the research is valid and the animals we produce are healthy. That's what they say. Uh, stay away. Stay very far away. Very, very, very far away. Mm-hmm. Folks, wickedness. Wickedness. Oh, boy. I, AI here, AI there, AI everywhere. Ah, this article is by Aiden Tate via The Organic Prepper, posted today, May the 10th. So here's a little tidbit from um, Patrick Wood, the editor, and he says, dangerous or not, Pandora's box of AI is fully open and it is spreading everywhere into every nook and cranny of civilization, every service job, every paper pushing job, every intellectual job will be flattened in a country minute. He said, in just six months since JetGPT was released, hundreds of thousands of companies and apps have integrated into it, have integrated it into core processes. Folks, like I say, stay away, stay away. Mm -mm -mm. Anyway, so the article goes on to say, 
uh, or begins. It says, do you remember when drones were first released uh, to the commercial market? Um, there was a lot of talk about the privacy implications of them. In more than one case of where people were flying them over other people's properties and looking in people's windows and more of the like, it says. So now drones are firmly entrenched in modern society and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. He says they've not only been incorporated into militaries throughout the world, but they are now in search and rescue operations used for photography, security and more. During COVID, Baltimore PD even wanted to use them to enforce social distancing. You probably don't even think about it anymore. It says, now enter AI. AI is already all around you, but most recognize that chat GPT ushered in a new era of AI. Right now, we're all on the same stage that we were when drones were first released, theorizing about potential fears, costs, and what this could mean. But I would say one thing, or one of the things that's going to happen here is that it's going to become mainstream just like drones did. So they go on to say, uh, what will the world look like when this, when this finally happens? It says, I think that there are a few day-to-day implications of all of this. And uh, I just saw on here, where did I see this? It was actually on Bing, I do believe. And it said Wendy's. I'm just throwing, this isn't in the article, but I'm just throwing this out there to tell how um, everyday-ish it really is. Um, Wendy's is now using chat GTP or GPT to take your order. <laughs> I'm serious, folks. Mm. And they wanted $16 an hour to work fast food back in the day. You remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, now there's kiosks doing their job. So, and I'm not saying we shouldn't pay them a living wage. That's hard work. And uh, not only is it hard work, these people are in control of your food. Okay. It's not like you're going to a retail store and they're handing you a shirt to put on. They're handing you a sandwich that you're going to consume. And you're praying that these kids have been properly trained uh, and that they are, you know, taking care of your product that you're going to consume. So do I think they should pay more than minimum wage? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. I'm sorry. I used to manage a fast food restaurant. These kids work hard and they take a lot of crap from people. Okay. Let me tell you something, if you're in the drive-thru and you're yelling and screaming at some 16-year-old kid trying to take your order that doesn't have the best of equipment and can't understand you, um, or you they get your order wrong, it's not the end of the world, people. It's not. <laughs> I promise you. You just go back through, you go inside, whatever, and say, I'm sorry, I didn't want onions. And they're going to be like, oh, we are so sorry. Let's make you another sandwich, Okay. It's not the end of the world, folks. Please don't take it out on these kids, okay? They're young people. These are elderly people trying to make ends meet. There's a whole vast array of folks that work in the fast food industry. Show some respect, okay? Show some respect. Just be nice, okay? There's no reason to be hateful to these people, okay? I've been there. I've done that. I'm just telling you, it's not an easy job. But, you know, if you're working retail and you're ringing up crap on a on a register, ding, 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 or you're scanning. Now you don't have to ring anything up anymore. Just ding, ding, ding. Okay, yeah, fine, whatever. But when it comes to food, you know, these are these are health factors. They could kill you. You know, they can make you very, very sick, okay, uh, if you consume something that um, has been improperly handled, okay? So I'm just saying, I, yes, should they be paid? Pro- I think they should. I'm just, that's just me. I had kids working for me, and uh, yes, I think they should be paid a decent wage. Anyway, 
Because, uh, you know, you're talking about people can say what they want to do. It doesn't take a lot of brains to do that, blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, well, you go back there and have some kid back there, you know, take some raw chicken and lay it beside your hamburger that he's putting in a little package to throw in your bag. And then you tell me, oh, it doesn't take a lot of brains to do that <laughs> as you get salmonella poisoning or you're up chucking or whatever because, you know, hey, it doesn't take brains to work there. You know, no, I'm just saying it takes it takes a little bit. But anyway, off my high horse. Okay, we're moving right along. <laughs> so anyway, back to the article. Squirrel. Okay, so I don't think it's long until a personal AI is as commonplace as a smartphone. You can sneak across the border into the U.S. nowadays and you still have a smartphone in your hand. Because I don't think it's too far off to say that a personal AI is on the horizon. Thank Iron Man's Jarvis, Will Smith's iRobot, and Ron from Ron's Gone Wrong, the best Pixar-style movie of the past 10 years. It says, I've never seen it, so I mean, I can't comment. But anyway... Because this stuff is going to be all over the place. Everybody will have their own super personal assistant, entertainment, organization, wayfinding, learning. It's all go. It's all be streamlined and uh, maximized. It'll all be streamlined and maximized. Sorry, I can't read today. Um, for science, he goes. Um, I think. I think you're liable to see some amazing discoveries made over the next course of the next few years. What happens when you have an AI that is able to devote all of its energy 24-7 to a single issue without ever growing tired, needing a change of scenery, or going on a vacation? What happens when you take that when you take something that can do incredibly fast calculations and run predictive algorithms until it finds something that will successfully fight this or that genetic defect with an 85% success rate? You end up with a Johnny Depp trend type of situation chemistry epigenetics epidemiology physics astronomy mathematics engineering and pharmaceuticals all these fields are going to be absolutely blasted with new information ai is going to be used to study itself as well as a result advancements in robotics coding and ai are also going to come about and those advancements in turn will be used to drive new advancements. You see where we're going with all this, right? Yes. All the way back to the book of Daniel. Remember when he said that travel will come to and fro and information will just like technology will explode. Well, we see that happening now. Like for the longest time, you know, uh, technology or it wouldn't even call technology information at that point in time would double like every, I don't know, a thousand years. Then it doubled every 100 years. And then recently it was more 50, you know, doubled every 50 years. Now, folks, it's double. It was monthly when I finished my book. Um, and that was back in 2021, I believe. Uh, the Revenant Church, it was the last day's Revenant Church. Um, anyway, and I talked about a lot of cultural stuff and that's a really good book. If you guys want to grab that at Amazon too, shameless plug anyway. Um, <laughs> but, uh, when I had wrote that information was doubling, medical information was doubling every three months, but regular, you know, information technology was doubling every six months. And so now folks is probably on a way quicker now and with this chat GPT is folks, it's just like the book of Daniel said, anyway, back to the article, but guys, Oh my goodness gracious. Anyway, militaries will have to adopt AI or they will consistently be beaten on the battlefield by those who already have AI generals and logistics experts. You're talking about playing chess with somebody who can think 50 million moves into the future. Militaries will use AI to tell them where is the best place to position their troops, the likelihood of success for different missions given the variables, and how much ammunition they need to ship here, there, and there. Folks, this is crazy. And for nation states, the main thing here is going to be about survival 
surveillance. All of the cameras, sensors, cell towers, GPS units, satellites, microphones, and all other equipment that can be hooked up to the internet, all of that will feed a constant stream of data directly into an AI that can give up-to-date data on everything that is going on. And not only say everything, but I would even say everyone, everyone. And so AI and the media, the implications, Minority Report, Sheila Bowes, Eagle Eye, and Christian Bale's computer when he fights Heath Ledger in the Dark Knight. Interestingly, they said in Ron's Gone Wrong, all of the data generated by everyone's kids' personal AI was then collected and sold. Do you think that your personal AI would actually protect your privacy, even if it explicitly told you it did? Absolutely not. Apple told us that too. Remember, and Google and all this other stuff. And look at all of our phones just ratting us all out. <laughs> say microwave. Just say it. And then so many microwaves appear on your search. You just say. Anyway, so for militaries, he goes, what, is this, what does it look like when AI is pitted against AI? I think there are a couple possible uh, possibilities here. He says, person of interest did a very good, fairly good job of tackling this concept. Absolutely, you would have AI engaging in cyber attacks against each other. Whichever AI was faster to learn would be the one that would win each specific fight. Which AI could code faster? Which AI can monitor code better and push through uh, containment protocols faster? And on and on and on it goes. He goes on to say, uh, which AI can monitor code better and push through containment protocols faster? Seeing these types of AI utilize actual attacks in the quote real world isn't beyond the scope of possibility either um this author says he says keep in mind that one of the first things that chaos gpt tried to do was source nuclear weapons in the future if there was a battle between ai ai's going on why would they not use similar logic of course there's more to that article if you guys want to go there um, but um, anyway, that article is written by Aiden Tate. And of course, you can go to uh, The Organic Prepper if you want to learn more about that. But that gives us a lot of things to think about. Lots of stuff, folks. I mean, just think of this world that we live in now. <laughs> it's not the world I grew up in. Not the world I'm sure you grew up in. Uh, and we have kids growing up in this world. And, uh, you know, way back when you used to think our grand Remember, you know, when you looked at your grandparents, you know, sitting down on the front porch, you know. Uh, you know, chewing on some hay and drinking their iced tea. Oh, I'm sorry, that's in the south. I don't know what you guys do up in the north, but us in the south, we sit on our front porch and we look at the sunset and, you know, relax and, you know, talk about the weather and, you know, the crops and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't know what you northerners do. But anyway, um, you know, we always think our grandparents are so out of touch. Remember, now look at all of us. Now look at all of us at that age group or, you know, middle age, like our parents' age. We'll just say like our parents' age. And can you imagine, can you imagine any kid growing up in this? If you are young and you listen to this podcast, I'm telling you, you guys, I, I, I feel kind of sorry for y'all because y'all have a totally different childhood, a totally different world. Um, you don't have what, you know, we had growing up, uh, you know, safety, like y'all probably security is another big thing. You know, when I growing up on the farm, you know, things just weren't uh, evil, you know, you really didn't know there wasn't, so, there might have been, I'm sure there was evil in the world, but it wasn't as prevalent. It wasn't as permeating as it, as it is. Now, when we went to school, uh, we said the Pledge of Allegiance, and, you know, we said our father, um, where I went to school at, of course, when I went to Hart, we didn't, but we still said the Pledge. You know, he did all that stuff. We prayed at football games. Um, there was none of that, you know, I guess because I'm a, from a small town, you know, we, we still prayed and did all that good stuff, and 
praise God for it. I can't imagine growing up in a world where, um, you know, you couldn't pray at a football game, you know. But it's amazing, though, in NFL, uh, when a player dies on the field, oh, oh, it's okay to pray now. Yeah. And then for that same player to come back wearing a blasphemous jacket. Wow. Wow. You know, God gave that young man another chance, Odemar. And uh, what does he do? He comes back wearing that blasphemous jacket. Yeah. Um, telling you, you got to pray for that kid. Got to pray for him. Got to pray for all the youth that are lost. Um, our kids are being um, inundated, inundated and indoctrinated with a satanic um, ideology. You know, it's all about me, me, me. It's all about you. It's what you want. It's all about you. You know, and there's this meme that goes around Facebook. You know, we've all got those friends that you text and they don't text back for a week, you know. But then they try to say something. Well, you know, it's all about, you know, they have this little thing that they come up when they say, you know, that all this bull. And now the truth is you're selfish. The truth is it's all about you. And that's the truth. Just come out and tell people the truth. You know, don't sugarcoat the stuff, you know, all this garbage. You're selfish. You know, when somebody texts you, text them back, you know, (laughs) if it's important. Now, if it's not important, you know, whatever. But but this is the society that we live in today. It's all about me. It's all about my needs. It's all about what's important to me. It's all about what I want. I, I, I. She didn't. Isn't that Satan? Didn't Satan say that? Oh, that's what he wanted. It's all about him, not about God. So, folks, you see how this has all been turned around and shoved on our kids. And they've they've grown up with this entitlement. We see these kids now. They think they are entitled to do nothing, play video games, and the government's supposed to pay them. You know, it all started with those stupid trophies we gave kids for not doing a participation in a trophy. What? I don't know who ever thought of that. Whoever came up with that. But, I mean, you didn't do society any favors, buddy. Okay? I'm telling you. You don't get a, a, a trophy for a part. Man, somebody would have gave me that when I was a kid and I lost. You know what? I, I would have been like, what is, get that thing out of my face. You know, I got to go home and practice. You know, I got to get better. They've taken this out. They've taken out, you know, competition. Competition is good. Now, not rubbing in your face, you know, none of that kind of thing. But, but competition is good. You know, you want to be the best you can be, you know. Like our military, look, I don't want little Timmy wanting to be Jane, you know, fighting for this country, okay? That's not important to me. I want real men out there fighting for our country. I want men with masculinity that picks up guns that are like Rambo, you know what I mean? (laughs) Look, folks, I don't really care about all this other stuff, but when it comes down to war, let me tell you something. You're not going to want... You're not going to want Mulvaney next to you when you go into battlefield, okay? You're going to want to want somebody who's going to fight. Somebody with some, you know, just saying. But in this day and age, you guys, this is what they've done. You go watch the, the military recruiting videos for China, for Russia, Taiwan, Japan, okay? These are masculine, filled, like, you know, war, like, ah, 
you know, videos. Then he come back to the United States. When I was a little girl, I had two mommies, and I could do whatever I wanted to do. They all blah, 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 vomit, vomit, garbage, blah. <laughs> Look, folks, I'm all for women, you know, whatever. Let me tell you something. God made us different. He made man, and he made a woman, and we are equal. We are equal in the eyes of God, but we are very much physically different, Okay. Look, I am not, I am not as physically strong as a man. I cannot do what men do. Men can't do what women can do. Hello, God created us unique, unique with our own special abilities. Complementarism is what it's called. But the world has turned that into something bad. And it's not bad, you guys. And I don't know if you're listening to this program, you're probably not. But I lose the listeners a lot. I know I do. And, uh, you know, but I mean, hey, I'm just telling you, the Bible says, this is what the Bible says, you know. And I'll never stray away from what the Bible says. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to back down, water down, anything like that. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says, you know, in relation to headlines and to end times, eschatology um, and whatever else. And if I ever, you know, come across something that I don't know, I'm going to research it. I'm going to reach out to my pastor and I'm going to say, hey, Pastor Dallas or, you know, hey, Pastor Randy. You know, and I'm going to get some clarification on the situation. You know, like, you know, my thing is on my on my YouTube channel. I use it as a teaching tool. You know, and then I got, oh, my gosh, maybe I shouldn't be teaching if men are watching my program. You know, because uh, Spencer Smith did that whole thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know. Of course, I reached out to my pastor. That's, you know, it's totally different. I don't have authority over a man. I'm not taking authority. It's a big difference, you know. Um, and, and then Art, you know, he reached out and uh, gave me some advice. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, so I'm not going to point people. I mean, if I ever do point somebody in the wrong direction, please, oh my gosh, please email me, Heather at Bible Prophecy, the number four today dot com. Please uh, reach out to me so that I can, um, you know, ask, seek forgiveness and whatever and uh, make everything sh- right, you know, make it all straight. So, I mean, with that being said, you know, <laughs> my whole thing is, is just I want to get you know, people excited about end times. I want people to wake up and realize we are living in the end days. I want to encourage believers, you know, wherever you may be in life, wherever you may be in the world, um, we all have our issues. Um, everybody has issues. Some people are, uh, they have way more than we do here in the United States. Um, there are people that to be a Christian, you're going to be martyred right now. To be a Christian, you will be tortured and killed in your family and you know uh, and here in the united states we're like i don't really want everybody to make fun of me if i go what what we are cowards if that's how we feel we're cowards i'm not saying we are cowards but i'm just saying in the united states if they're you know i'm just telling you you got to read your bible you have to let the holy spirit rule you the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We need to be ruled by the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to do. We need to pray and ask God for boldness to go out and tell people. Am I saying, like, I've never been? No, I'm just saying, you know, we need to ask the Lord for boldness. All of me included. You know, when I say it, I always mean me too, you know. Um, but I don't know, guys. There's so much. So much is going on. Here, here, check this out. The Waiting for Pandemic Transhuman Cult of Biodefense. Folks. These are headlines. This is May 10th. I mean, this is when was this posted? This was uh, March 31st of 2023. And it was by uh, Sasha Letopovia from the Brownstone Institute. Folks, this this stuff is happening. Okay. 
is happening. You all know Harari is a leading ideologue of the wannabe one world government uh, criminal cartel and the WF's favored mouthpiece. His main message seems to be that humans can be technologically captured, controlled, and hacked or manipulated and thus enslaved to serve the WEF, WHO controlling uber class. Folks, this is what these people think. She's point spot on. That's what they think. They're injecting people with this poison. And the whole world hook, line, and sinkered by the millions took that thing. They went out in the fear. Fear. They went out there and they lied. Deception. Mass deception on a global scale. Lied to people. Poisoned millions and millions of people. Where is the accountability? Will we ever see the accountability this side of heaven? I don't know. I honestly, I don't know, but I do know one thing that God will hold them accountable. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay, he says. So therefore, we give our vengeance to God because he can do way more than you and I can do. And what does that really do to us when we're angry? Is it hurting anybody else? Do you think us being angry at, um, um, oh my gosh, what's this little man's name? Oh, Fauci, Anthony Fauci, that sick little individual. Do you think us being angry at him is doing anything to him? Do you think he cares? No. What is it doing to you and I? Blood pressure, stress, inflammation, all of this stuff. So what do we do? We lay it at the feet of Jesus. We give it to him. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. That's why God said, give it to me. There's nothing we can do. What we can do is pray for them. That's what we can do. We can pray for them and we can pray for the people who have been um, who have been manipulated, who have been poisoned, who have been their families that are left, you know, grieving the ones that were murdered. You know, if you haven't watched um, uh, Pastor um, Billy Crone's latest update on the Klaus Schwab series. I think it was last. Well, it was last week because he was out speaking, I think. But the week before, if you go download, I think it was number seven. I think Sermon Series 7, it has that girl in there and she's screaming, you know, have you, do you know, have you heard, you know, and she, that they killed her dad. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And, uh, you know, we've already got, oh, the Biden administration up there is getting synced up. I think they've given a hundred million dollars for the next round of vaccines. Folks, have you not learned? Has the world not learned that people are dropping dead like to, they're still dropping dead every day. Every day on the news, people are dropping dead, dropping. And now it's just like everyday news. How how easily people forget. It's like they just they're just drawn in to like this spider web of just nothingness. And they're just like, oh, that's the way it's always been. Because Satan has blinded their eyes. And the Bible says the God of this age will blind their eyes and they won't know the truth. How else are people going to know the truth unless they have the Holy Spirit living inside of them? If you are not a born-again believer in Christ, if you have not, ask Him to be your Savior. Ask Him to save you. Folks, you're lost. Your father is Satan. People are like, you're not God's children. No, we are not all God's children. Just like when you die, you don't become an angel. I hate that. I hate that when I see that. You know, my, my, my mom got her angel wings. No, she didn't. Angels are a completely different species created by God. They're totally separate. They're a different creation. 
You don't get your angel wings. You're ushered into the presence of the Lord because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, when Christ comes back for the rapture of his church, that is when your loved ones who have gone on to be with the Lord, their spirit comes back and then boom, they're made up with their new body. And then bam, we are changed in the twinkling of an eye. If we're still here. This incorruptible must put on or this corruptible must put on incorruptible. And so boom, we're all changed. But you don't get angel wings, okay? <laughs> Doesn't work like that. But, you know, it, 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 it's just sad because of the deception. People fall for it and they don't know. They don't read their Bibles, therefore they don't know. And that, I mean, to be a watchman on the wall, you have to go out and you have to warn. You have to warn the people. You got to warn people. You got to tell them what's coming. Folks, the tribulation is coming very Soon, I hear hoof prints. I hear hoof, <laughs> hoof beats in 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 quick. I hear them behind me. The folks are it's coming. Are you ready? Have you asked Jesus to be your savior? Have you repented of your sin? Time is short. Not only do we see the tribulation coming, the things that are coming that are going to happen in the tribulation are being set up right now. Right now, look over at Israel. Look what's happening in Jerusalem. That tells us that's like the time piece. That's the centerpiece. That everything, everything that happens in the tribulation is to Israel. And because of Israel, we see all these things being set up. <laughs> Syria, Russia, China, they are all coming against Israel. Just like the Bible said. And not only that, May 1948. 75 years, Israel is 75 years old. The only nation ever, ever to come back. Just like God said. These things are happening like the Bible said. You're not guaranteed your next breath. I'm not guaranteed my next breath. Because when you take your last breath here and you close your eyes, you will open your eyes Either in heaven or in hell. Where do you want to spend eternity? It's an eternal question, folks. I mean, you may be rich here. You may not think you need anything, but you do. All that can be taken away from you. Every bit of it. You know, I think there's nothing in this world Nothing in this world is worth my relationship with Jesus. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I give it all up for Jesus. Every bit of it. There's nothing. And I think about those Pharisees. You know, I'm reading through the Bible. And I, and, I, and then, of course, I listen to the Bible when I'm driving. And I think about that. And they literally just, you know, <laughs> they plotted against him and how they might destroy him. Because he healed the man's hand on the sabbath it was withered and he restored it to me right there could you imagine can you imagine being in the synagogue and everybody's sitting there waiting and jesus you know restores his hand and forgives him of his sins and, and the pharisees are like they go away to go and plot against him and how they might destroy him they knew he was god they knew it what on earth is worth god was right there in the flesh, Jesus. 
and they didn't they 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 just nope they would rather have worship of earthly people they wanted their worship they wanted what they wanted wow folks I don't know I tell you these days are dark we should be the salt and the light in this world today because folks if you are a born again believer you are in this world but you are not of this world (laughs) no we are not and thank God for that because I long for my heavenly home all the time when I was younger I kind of thought about it in glimpses and you know (laughs) every now and then (laughs) you know but now as I get older and I see the wickedness in this world, I think about it a lot, numerous times every day. I'm in constant prayer with the Lord. And I hope you are too, because having a relationship with Jesus is just not on Sunday and Wednesday. You know, you don't just think about it. Okay, do do you go on about your, your day. I'm constantly, constantly praying to the Lord all day, all day, all the time. He's, uh, well, he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother, you know, oh. What do you think about the Holy Spirit lives inside you? Wow. Isn't that amazing? And then the sinful things that we do and think sometimes I think, oh, you know. Have you ever done like just out of the blue? Out of the blue, you just you're going along and going and boom, you commit this heinous sin in your mind. You're like, why? Why did I do that? Why? And then you feel all guilty. Even though you've asked Jesus to forgive you, you still go on and you feel guilty like, oh, well, let me tell you something. That's of Satan. Satan is the one that's condemning you. Jesus doesn't condemn you. He convicts you. The Holy Spirit convicts you of your sin, but does not condemn you. So if you're a born again believer, you cannot be condemned. Christ didn't come to condemn us, but to free us. And so if you have committed that heinous crime in your mind, that sin, repent of it. Ask Christ to forgive you and then move on. Don't think about it because Jesus, as far as the east is from the west, is as far as he has removed his sin from us. God says, I've blotted it out and I remember it no more. So if God has blotted it out and he doesn't remember it anymore, then guess what? Neither should we. Don't let Satan keep throwing that back up. because That's his name, the accuser of the brethren. But we have our advocate, Jesus Christ. Anyway, thought I'd throw the little tidbit in there for free today. Anyway, <laughs> Oh, guys, with that, I'm going to get off here. I've got one more client to see this evening. And uh, I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thank you all so much for listening. And, um, man, I tell you, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you as we await the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. 